welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. joined by Maria Santa Maria. Maria founded and has built the online community Dog Owners of KW. So with over 5,000 members on Facebook, we are excited to hear how Maria has built such an awesome dog community. And the seas are getting rough and it is getting harder to see. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we're here with Maria Santa Maria from Dog Owners of KW, a local online community on Facebook where dog owners in Kitchener and Waterloo talk all things pet parenting, ask for advice, give recommendations, offer support, share pet-friendly events, create meetups. And, of course, have a spat or two about dog stuff every now and again. (laughs) It's not a Facebook dog group without a few spats. Right? (laughs) So welcome, Maria. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. We're so glad you're here. This is very overdue. (laughs) It really is. And I just checked the the Facebook group, and there's a uh, 5.7, wow, 5,700 people in the group now. So yes. we almost at 6,000 people. That is crazy. I know. It's grown so much. It's, it's been a journey. Yeah. So before we get started today, can you give us a quick intro to yourself? Um, and of course, we want to hear about any pets you have, especially dogs. Okay, coconut. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So KW native, born and raised. Uh, so I currently live in Waterloo, um, but I have family all over KW and Cambridge. Um, yeah. Married. I adopted Coconut, uh, who's my dog, uh, four years ago now. Yeah. We adopted her from Korea. Um, she's my first dog. Um, and it's been a roller coaster uh, with her, but she's fantastic. She's the sweetest thing. Um, she's a Jindo mix, so she's all white with a couple of brown spots. Um, she's a medium-sized dog, pointy ears. She's oh. part of that club, yeah. As somebody who lived in Korea um, for a year, I'm. it makes me so happy that you adopted a dog from there because they have just like a devastatingly sad pet store breeding culture um so there's so many dogs that need homes and yeah that's so nice that's a nice story thank you yeah no I as soon as I saw her face I just I couldn't let go and she's got like a a head tilt because she was hit by a car uh so she's got a permanent head tilt yeah so if you ever like see her like her head's actually tilted um and yeah it's a permanent thing it doesn't cause her pain um but But it's a little quirky thing about her but it makes for cute photos yes yes Yes. (laughs) Um, All right. 
Thanks, Maria, uh, for sharing a bit about yourself. Now let's dive into what Dog Owners of KW is, shall we? So I think it makes sense to start from the beginning. How and when did Dog Owners of KW begin, and what was the original intention of the group? Yeah, so it started about four years ago um, when my husband and I first adopted Coconut. Um, I grew up with pets. I had dogs growing up, um, but when we got Coconut, I was very much still lost and I had a lot of questions. Um, and there wasn't really at the time a place for me to to go with my questions and to find recommendations and answers. Um, and I had volunteered for the KW Humane Study for a couple of years by then. And a couple of folks that I had spoken to had had suggested, you know, why don't you create a Facebook group? Um, and I was a little nervous about it because I mean, I'd never done anything like that before. And I'm like, no one's going to want to join this. Like, it's going to be me and like two people. Um, but after a little bit of pushing for my husband, I finally created it. Um, and at first it was just like four people. Um, and I was like thinking, you know, I can't wait till we get to 50 people. It's going to be amazing. And then like, I'd say within like two years, it like really blew up. Um, and the original intention was a place for pet parents to give advice, get recommendations, you know, share photos of their dog. Like it was very vanilla. It was like nothing crazy, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it started. It was very much just like, yeah, just like post a question or two. Um, and I would do my best to like point you in the, in the right direction. Like I was very much with the intention of, I would find the answers for you. Like if you posted something, I would reach out to whoever needed. I would look it up for you and post it so that everybody could see it. Um, that was my original intent. Um, that is so nice of you. Right. I was just <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, people ask for recommendations. I'm like, have you ever heard of the search engine Google? Honestly, now that the group is this big, I'm just like, I've gotten to that point where I'm like, hey, if you just like search in the group or like Google it, Mm -hmm. like you'll find lots of answers. But I mean, when the group was only like 10 people, it was much more doable. But now it's just like not scalable. Like there's no way people to handle it. So that's really helpful to know like where things started. But how has the group kind of shifted and evolved over the years as it's grown? And I'm guessing even the pandemic has probably kind of changed the landscape of the group a little bit. I'm wondering, yeah. Yeah, um, it's definitely evolved. The group has changed a lot over the years. Um, It's gone to the point where I'd say it almost has a mind of its own. Um, It doesn't require as much intervention as it did before when it originally started. I see that. It's a little more autonomous. Like uh, people will respond to other people and you can back off and be a little more hands-off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot more hands-off. But at the same time, that makes it harder to influence. So if there is some drama that goes down, um, it's a lot harder to rein things in and to kind of get things under control. Um, Luckily, I, I feel really grateful that there isn't really that much drama like to the point where I'm like something needs to happen um and I'm grateful I'm really really grateful to the people that are constantly on the group answering people's questions and giving their recommendations because it makes my life so much easier because I just I just don't have the time anymore to be posting it like I used to post on everybody's thing or comment on every single post um but it's just not it's a lot of work yeah it's just not doable anymore um and Oh, sorry. That's coconut in the background. Um, and I also want, and in terms of like the way it evolved, like I always wanted the group to be this like super positive, like enthusiastic, always happy. Um, but I very quickly learned like that's not realistic. 
Um, yeah, we we have learned that as well, being, you know, a little more involved in, in the dog world. Um, yeah, you try to be as positive as possible, but there's always, it's, it's you know, I don't want to compare dogs to children, but it is kind of, it's a style of parenting and like, there's always going to be conflicting, um, you know, opinions everywhere you look. So you could try and do the best thing for your pet. And somebody is going to say that that's the absolute wrong thing to do. It's just, unfortunately the nature of, um, of, of pet owning, uh, that's something I have found, um, for myself even just it's, 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 yeah. But with 6,000 people almost, I can't imagine the amount of work that would take. Um, I think in the dog space, there are so many polarizing views and people aren't willing to listen to the other side. And I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. It's something I'm trying to work on. Um, and also having this recognition that um, you can think one thing and I can think another thing. And we can both kind of be right. <laughs> like there, there's truth in both sides and we kind of have to exist in this middle space, but it just becomes so polarizing. I feel like with dog stuff because we love our dogs so much. Yeah, I totally agree. And with the pandemic, like it's, it, it was a whole other thing. Like when the pandemic happened, the first, I say six months to a year were very difficult for me. Like I was crying constantly. Oh. And I think it was just like, everyone was on edge, you know, everyone was really confused and they had a lot of anxiety about what was going on. Um, and not being able to go out, people turn to the internet yeah. for an outlet. And unfortunately I ended up on the receiving end of a lot of the hate and I don't blame anybody. I completely understand why everyone felt the way that they did. Um, but it really made me reflect on how much I was really sacrificing for the group. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a bit of a turning point for me where I was like, you know what? This group is not the end all and be all, be all and end all. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, used, I took a step back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask for help, first of all, um, because I, I, I knew that I needed help, but I felt bad asking for help. And I was like, nobody's going to want to do this with me. Like, Everyone can see like how hard it is, but um, Casey, a, a local dog mom, uh, volunteered, and she's been amazing. She's been such a tremendous help. Um, but yeah, that that was really a big turning point. Turning point for me um, because I also couldn't do any of the events anymore, and I loved doing the events. They were so much fun. They were the highlight of the group, and then all of a sudden, not being able to do them, I couldn't keep up with enough like in creating enough content like I just couldn't get the group engaged enough and and I at times even distracted enough from the pandemic and like what was going on in the world and I felt like it was my responsibility to be distracted or not distracted but be, it was my responsibility to help people like you know be happy and focus on their dogs yeah. and like maintain this kind of um happy-go-lucky environment but uh, yeah no it, it was an, an involvement for sure it, it changed a lot Maria let's do some events I want yeah. to. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the go-ahead from the government, and I'm so back into it. Let's do it. Um, is it just you and the one other person that moderate the group now, or do you – there's only two of you? There's only two of us, yeah. I know. Wow. I really need to ask for more help. I just feel so bad asking for help. I'm like, no, no one's going to want to do this. <laughs> I, whoever's listening, if you would like to help Maria and Casey moderate the dog owners of KW group, reach out to Maria. 
Hit her up. Yeah. We would love you. There you go. I'm sure there's somebody who would love to. If I didn't already have way too many commitments, (laughs) I would love to. I, I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for sharing all of that information with us. We will take a quick break and come back to hear more about the dog owners of KW Group. So stay tuned. This episode of the Dog Friendly KW Podcast is brought to you by Nutrim Pet Products. Are you in search of a natural food solution for your dog? Nutrim has the perfect fit for weight control, sensitivities, allergies, and more. Made locally in Elmira, Nutrim recipes have nourished pets worldwide since 1993. Plus, $1 from each bag sold is donated to a local charity. Who do you feed for? Visit Nutrim.com for more information. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we are talking with Maria, the founder of Dog Owners of KW. So let's learn a little bit more about this amazing community Maria has built over the last four years. Kenz, take us away with the first question. All right. Question number one. I'm a dog owner. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, why might I want to join dog owners of KW? Great question. Um, so you would want to join if you were looking for recommendations, if you were looking for advice, if you wanted somebody to look at the cute photo that you just took of your dog. Um, if you had an event or if you wanted to find an event, um, if you were looking for play date buddies, um, if you're looking for litter mates of your puppy, um, if you're looking for recommendations on vets, groomers, daycares, um, it's really, honestly, it's like a, I'd like to see it as like a, a central hub mm-hmm. uh, for dog owners. I was going to call it a catch-all. A catch-all. I like that better, actually, than You know, it's like said. just catches everything and just holds on to it, and you organize it so well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing I like about... Um, recommendations in groups like the dog owners of KW group that I think we miss in like the work that we do with like our guide and with Instagram is the like personalization and like the, like the humanness behind the recommendations. So um, if I'm looking for a groomer, I can, you know, I, I don't post on the group. I search and I look up like groomer or grooming And then you can see all of the posts and then you can really see like people making comments like I went to see this person and they were really good with my dog who's really sensitive and they were really patient. So then you get more of those um, kind of tailored personal recommendations and you can find something that I think is a bit of a better fit for you than maybe just like when you see a groomer in our guide, you're like, well, I don't know what that person's all about. So I like the the personalization that you get from the comments and stuff in those types of groups. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next question. Yeah, is this is this where we're gonna get into like the juicy stuff? I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm ready. Ask the question, Justine. <laughs> okay. Um, what are the most common discussions you see come up in the group? What are like the the current hot topics or things you've seen come up a lot maybe in the last year or so? And I'm really curious, um, 
if there are some specific topics uh, or conversations that are really challenging to moderate, um, which I know can be very difficult in Facebook groups. Yeah, definitely a spicy question. Um, I mean, for the most common stuff, it's the usual um, groomers, daycares, trainers, walkers. It's like every day I swear somebody asks that question, um, which is why I have the files in the group that lists all those. But I totally get why people post them all the time. Um, in terms of like the spicy stuff, it would be a tie between uh, training methods, the debate of vaccinations, um, and the food topic, kibble versus raw. Um, I'd say those are the spiciest. Um, it's just, it's very, for some people, are, it's like very black and white. You know, you're either for it or you're wrong and you're killing your dog. Um, so those, those can get pretty dramatic sometimes. Um, and those are definitely the hardest to moderate. Um, I think things just get a little bit dicey when people start taking things outside of the group, whether that's like DMing them, following them on Instagram and messaging them or, or whatever it is that I, I just can't reach to that point. Yeah. Um, and that it's out of my hand. It's at that point. Um, but like I, I've, I've removed people from the group. I've banned people from the group. I've muted people. Um, and that's just cause I zero tolerance for, for nonsense. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you find that with those harder topics that, they're usually just really polarized and difficult to moderate? Or do you sometimes see um, people actually like honoring other people's um, perspectives and like learning new things and hearing other perspectives? Or is it just like, no, that's wrong? Because that's what I tend to see. But obviously, I'm not I think only the spicy things show up on my feed. The algorithm is like, you like the spice. Yeah, I, it's definitely a combination of the algorithm, and I agree. Yeah, uh, Facebook will put effort into showing you the spicy stuff. Um, it, it's, it sucks because the majority of, of the members of the group are fantastic, wonderful people who absolutely respect each other. It's the few vocal people that sometimes ruin it for the rest of us um, because I've, I really only mute people rarely, and even more rarely do I kick people out of the group. Um, and it's just because it's the few that make such a big deal um, and that constantly post or something. Uh, but for the majority, honestly, people are pretty respectful. Yeah, that's good. I would say the other topic I see comes up a decent amount is the – and I feel like if there's like an ab and a flow based on what's going on in the community at any given time is the ongoing dog park debate. Oh, that's oh, yeah. another one. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. That's a good one. But <sighs> but you see like when we have like an incident in our community, it like it flares up and you'll see it like come up over and over again and then it'll like fizzle a little bit and then there'll be like an incident in the community and then it'll flare back up. But that's another big one that people get – real passionate about oh for sure I've gotten so many messages um from all the topics like whether it's like vaccinations or food or dog parks um and I've there's been times even where I'll message moderators of um the dog owner groups for Guelph or Cambridge or other groups just to get their insight because I'm like I need to know what other people are doing about this because sometimes they they've been through it they've done it and they totally get it and so they'll offer me advice as well which is really helpful do you ever run into or see people maybe advising or like giving advice on things 
they shouldn't be? Like I think like health issues or food or diet. And if so, is that something you address in the group or do you just let them like work, work it out? That's a tough one. Um, for the most part, I do let them work it out. There's been certain situations where someone is just flat out giving advice that I'm like, mm, that's obviously incorrect and dangerous. Um, and I'll remove those comments. Um, I think what people sometimes forget is I get messages all the time from both sides. I've had people message me upset. Why am I removing the comments for whatever post, whether it's health related or whatever. And then I have people message me saying like, you need to absolutely remove that. And so it's a balance of trying to keep everyone happy, but at the same time, not censor people. Like I've had people accuse me of censorship because I remove comments that people say are dangerous or um, incorrect or whatever. Um, so it's a, it's a balance. Sometimes I do try to get them to work it out. Honestly, a lot of times too, I just, I don't see everything. Um, and I don't find until after someone will message me like, Hey, like, did you see the spicy thread yesterday? And I'll be like, no, what thread? And I'll go see. And I'll, then I'll, I'll notice that there was like something that went down and I'll be like, Oh crap. Like I just, I don't have eyes everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's, it just, like I said, it's a huge group. So sometimes I do miss things. Um, but that's, that's not intentional. It's just cause I'm busy. What can we do as like members, like, and I mean, this is like us and maybe people who are listening to today's episode, what can we do as members of the dog owners of KW community to support positive conversations? Um, I say the number one thing is you can report things, even if you're questioning, like if it's really something that's like against the rules, just report it anyways. Cause I always see those. Okay. Um, I always get a notification for it right away. And so I can always take a look. And even if I don't end up removing it, at least it's on my radar. Yeah. Um, I always recommend people um, to message me if they have questions. Do not be afraid to message me. I don't bite. I do my best to answer all the messages that I get. Um, but I'd say the biggest thing is the group is not the the be all and end all, even for other members. Like yeah. if you don't agree with something or it's causing you stress to be in that group or like you're just really not okay with something, you can leave the group. Like I don't want anyone to feel like they're missing out. Like I don't, there's no yeah. FOMO here, you know, and like do what's best for you as what you think is best for your dog. Um, and that would be my advice. Yeah. It's, it's not worth the internet fights. Yeah, I 100% agree with everything you've said. This has been awesome, I think, for our community to hear too. So thank you again, Maria. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our new segment called Kibbles and Bits. So cheesy. Love it. time for kibbles and bits so on uh, our new segment i believe this is the third time we've done it we will learn bits of information from our guests through a series of fun questions so maria Are you ready to be the second guest to experience kibbles and bits? I am. I'm psyched. Okay. Sweet. All right. First question, you go. 
All right, number one. This is a very relevant question. And difficult. Yes, <laughs> yes. Where is your favorite dog-friendly spot in KW? Do I have to pick just one? Oh God. Okay. You can. Uh, we'll, we'll permit like a top three. Top three. Okay. Saint Jacob's Village. Mm-hmm. Super dog friendly. Amazing. I love that whole area. Um, Rim Park in Waterloo. Trails. They also have a place where you can. They have like a like a tap for water that's like dog level. It's like a secret gem. I know. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's amazing. Highly recommend it. It's people love taking their dog there. Um, okay, third one is not so much all year round, but it's more of an event that's super dog friendly. Is the KW Main Society Splash event they have in September every year? They usually have it at Kiwanis, but I know it's like moved every now and then. Amazing. I love going to that event. It's like my favorite. Yeah, we just touched base with the Humane Society this past week, and we were chatting about that event. So. And they want to make it even better in, like, the next years to come. So That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's going to become, like, more of, like, a, a whole shindig. So get ready. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fun. Okay. That's awesome. Second question. What is one thing you wish all dog owners knew? Also a good question. Um, I okay. The I would say that understanding that your home is most likely going to be probably about seventy five percent of your dog's life, um, and that's all they're going to ever know. And so I really want to push to dog owners: take your dog outside, take them somewhere, like go camping, or you know, just take them for a hike or for like an extra long walk today. Um, just cause you know, the four walls that they live in constantly, it's, I would hate that. And I always try to remind myself like, I should take coconut out somewhere cause this is all she knows. Um, so that's what I would pick is don't forget, take your dog outside. I love that you're preaching to the choir sister. Cause yeah, that's what we are all about. <laughs> <laughs> always. All right, Ken's third question. All right. Speaking of spicy, uh, we did briefly talk about this. So are you thinking, no judgment, more positive reinforcement or balanced training when it comes to training coconut or any dog? Uh, Personally, I am team positive reinforcement. Um, That's just a personal thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, spicy question. I don't know if I want to go too much into detail. I don't want people to start thinking I'm going to like pick sides or anything like that. Um, I do my best not to let it influence it in the group, mm-hmm. um, despite um, a lot of pushback um, from certain trainers. Um, but that, yeah, my personal thing, like with coconut, I only do positive reinforcement. Yeah, fair. I've got sensitive dogs and do mostly positive reinforcement as well. So I hear you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for... You skipped a question. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, I did. Big dogs or small dogs? Oopsie. I did. All right. Ask the question, Justine. All right, Maria. Big dogs or small dogs? Final question. I'm a big dog person. Yeah, big dogs. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a medium, but if I was to pick one or like a smaller big, it'd be big dogs. Yeah. Love that. I think that's what most people would say. Um, I have, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I do have small dogs, but I do love a good hug from a big dog. So there's there's that. 
I wow. love your dogs. Your dogs are amazing. <laughs> I love looking at them. They're all good dogs. They are. They are. But thank all you. All dogs yes. are good dogs. All right. Well, thank you, Maria, for being a part of our Kibbles and Bits segment. And uh, we will be right back to wrap it up. You've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast, and today we've been talking with Maria from Dog Owners of KW. So before we wrap up today, we have one last question. So Maria, what is your vision for dog owners of KW in the coming year or years, if you're thinking even that far ahead? Great question. Um, I would say like to sum it up in one word, collaboration. Like I would love to collaborate with, um, with influencers for different companies, collaborate with, um, pet businesses, like just being able to partner with other people and like stop putting everything on my own plate um, would be a huge thing for me. Um, there's just so many great ideas out there. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Maria. If our listeners would like to get in touch or learn more about the dog owners of KW group, um, where can they find the group or how can they be in touch? Uh, yeah, so they can just search it up on Facebook. If you search dog owners of KW, it should be the first result. Um, like it was mentioned before, there's about 5.7 thousand people in there. Um, so I know there's a couple of other, um, groups that do something similar. Um, you can just check to see which one has the most members. It's most likely ours. Um, you can apply to be in the group. There are some questions that you have to answer. It's just to make sure that you are one local and two, not a bot. Um, and I, I will accept you, approve you immediately. Um, and you can always reach out to me um, either through the Dog Owners of KW um, like messaging system that they have in the group, or you can just message me directly. I'm always open as well. Awesome. Thanks, Maria. And remember, everybody, if you're interested in supporting Maria with the Dog Owners of KW group, they maybe need some more moderators. Yes. Yeah. So hit her up if you need some help or if you want to help. Guys, my brain isn't working. But you know what? That is okay. That's still, you, you got the point across. So we're here for it. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. A Block Sheep Audio Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>